Hi, I'm Tobias Zimmergren. Welcome to the Tech Talk Show. Throughout this podcast, you'll be able to listen to the latest happenings and updates from the community, along with interviews with industry experts talking about their favorite technologies. In this episode, I'm catching up with Martin Eccles, a Microsoft MVP for Office Service and Services. Martin is sharing his thoughts on Microsoft Teams. We're discussing things like where does Teams fit in, Teams desktop application and Teams in the browser, thoughts on threaded conversations, GIFIs, and other favorite features of Microsoft Teams, enabling Teams in my tenant and how you do that, connectivity with bots and connectors, and much more. So tag along and let's dive into this recording about Microsoft Teams with Martin. All right, so here we are again with Martin Eccles. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and this time we're going to talk a bit about Microsoft Teams. And recently Microsoft announced something called Microsoft Teams. And can you tell us a bit what that is and why would I be interested in looking into Microsoft Teams? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, they've, so they've announced this Teams and it's basically running on top of Office 365 groups. So you get all the features that groups already offers you, like the files, like the, the shared OneNote, uh, the calendar, etc. But what they've now done is add a layer where you can have, as Microsoft says, high velocity conversations. And okay. I, I think it's more like chat, right? So you want to chat with your team members. You want to have a conversation and you want to have a chat tool, but you don't want to have that running in, in Skype where there you can have a chat, but then whenever you close the window, the chat is gone. So you want something where you can have a conversation around certain topics, make it fun to have a conversation there and interact with, and we're going to talk about that later, I guess, interact with even other systems as well. So yeah, that, that's, that's basically what Teams is about. All right. So collaboration on a more immediate level, if you will. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I know a lot of organizations use things like Yammer for a lot of organizations, myself included, use something called Slack, which is yep. also like immediate chat. You can reach out to your colleagues extremely fast and it works very well. Yeah. How do you see Teams fitting into or replacing that picture? Where where does Teams fit in in, in comparison to, to the alternatives on the market today? Yeah, okay, so there's Yammer. I think Yammer is more focused on uh, larger groups of people. As Teams is more focused on smaller groups of people. And you already know the people that you're working with. You know these people and you're having conversations with these people in, in, in a smaller audience. When you don't know the people that you are looking for yet, or whenever you want to get a message across to a larger group of people, I think Yammer is still a good alternative. Yammer is also still a good alternative. Like I said, if you are looking for someone with certain expertise, but you don't know who you are looking for yet, then right. Yammer could be a good option for you. Right. So then there's the alternatives outside the Microsoft uh, software stack, for example, Slack, as you mentioned. I think Teams and Slack are quite similar. I think that Slack is so popular because there was a need for such a tool, for a tool to have very quick ad hoc collaboration and have chats and, yeah. and conversations with people. And I think that's yeah. what Teams is aiming at as well. And of course, there are differences. For example, Slack has a free plan. You can start using that without paying money for it. And for Teams, that's not possible. You need to at least have an Office 365 license in order to use Teams. So I think yeah. Microsoft is focusing a bit more on enterprises with Teams. But yeah, it has kind of similar functionality. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and I can relate to, to what you said about people have been missing this functionality for a while. And that's kind of why we started using Slack in our team as well, because we're highly distributed. We have people in the Netherlands, in, uh, in Sweden, and yeah. in the UK, and in Germany, across the, the, the European half of the globe. And it's not always easy to collaborate instantly with, with everyone. But when we implement it, in our case, Slack, or maybe in the future, if we start using Teams, it's just like you say, it's immediate collaboration. You can, yep. you can get in touch with your colleagues in a snap. You don't have to send an email or go to, for example, Yammer. People maybe not be monitoring Yammer that often. And using Slack, or if we start using Teams, it's more of a, like if you used IRC back in the day, yeah, like exactly. a, a traditional... Yeah network with channels you go in and say hey look i need help with this or with that and there's always someone who can pick that up and help you rather than reaching out to a specific guy at a specific time yeah yeah but i think also a good thing that microsoft has done with themes is that they have already working clients very well working clients for all the platforms that you would need right so there's a there's a Teams client for Windows, obviously, but also for the iPhones, for the Android phones, for the even for the, the Windows phones. So they've really thought about this well. And like you said, maybe people don't always monitor Yammer that well. And with Teams, it has its own app, just like Slack does, where, yeah, you can just follow it as you want. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and when you say client for all the platforms, that, that means like a Windows desktop installable client, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, so you can run it in the in the web as well. So if you are somewhere on a machine, I don't know, in an internet cafe, do these still exist? Yeah, I think. I, I, don't, do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess they do someplace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so whenever you're at a machine that's not yours, you can also run Teams in the browser. That works as well. But there is a, right. a proper client for Windows, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense. Personally, I, I use the web browser for almost everything now I have. All my files, I have SharePoint Online, I have Exchange, I have everything actually in my browser. I don't even use Outlook anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but for instant collaboration, I try to use Slack, for example, in the web browser, and that's ridiculously bad for me. Okay. Installing a desktop client works, and if, if I can see teams doing the same thing, I think they're totally on the right track, and there's probably a lot of wins with the strategy that they have that they you know, from day one, say, hey, this is Teams. And by the way, we support all the platforms so you can install a client or a mobile app already. Exactly, exactly. I guess that's the new Microsoft, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. just embracing all the platforms. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So one thing that organizations have been kind of screaming about is the lack of threaded conversations in some platforms. And threaded conversations is something people obviously love because it's easier to follow threads or follow specific discussions. And I know this is something Teams can offer. So what's your take on that? How is threaded conversations in Teams? Yeah, I think this is one of the, the key differentiators. And I think this is really something that Microsoft listens to the, to the user, say, what are you looking for in such a tool? So both in Teams and, and in, let's call it a Slack again, in both products, you have this option to create a channel. And with a channel, you can already create maybe uh, some kind of topic that you want to have discussions about, right? That's what a channel is about, like right. differentiate on conversations, on topics, on subjects, uh, etc. So that works the same in Slack as it does in Teams. But then within a channel, within a certain topic, you could have different conversations. Maybe if a, the topic would be a podcast, 
on the channel would be podcast. Maybe we want to have a different conversation for the podcast on the, the 8th of December and a different conversation on the podcast for next week, the 15th of December. Right. And with a threaded conversation, that's actually possible. You have this conversation paradigm in right inside your channel where you can have the chat around this one particular subtopic very visible and very accessible within your channel. And that's something that I really, really like. Absolutely. Nice. So what would be, I mean, I know Thread Conversations is specifically now in Teams is one of my favorites. And what would be your like top features with using Microsoft Teams? We talked about Threaded Conversations. That's one that I definitely like. I like the channels as well. The fact that you can already create some high level differentiation between topics and yeah. The cool thing is that works for your plans and for your uh, files, etc. as well. So all the other underlying Office 365 group features are tied to these channels as well. Whenever you store a file in a particular channel, that file is actually stored in a subfolder within the document library of the underlying group. So okay. you, can, you can already separate files from a channel perspective as well. Right. So I like that, the fact that you can collaborate on documents within Teams is cool, I think. And that's the whole reason why they probably built this on top of Office 365 Groups, because you get all the features that groups already offer you, um, right. you get those for free. So you collaborate on, on stuff inside of Teams and you get that assist from your, your group just as normal, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, what I like as well, they've, uh, Microsoft has really tried to make it fun. So they've got all these GIFs and all these <laughs> emoticon type of yeah. of things to uh, to add some fun to your to your conversation. I think that really yeah. that works really well. Yeah, and th- that I helps like that. a lot. Yeah, I mean we're we're using that as well for almost daily when you have to express <laughs> an emotion or you have to express that you're happy about something or whatever it is. It makes it a lot more fun, like you say, but it also makes a lot of sense. Even though, you know, if someone would propose to me that, hey, we're going to send animated GIF images in our corporate team collaboration, you know, I would kind of raise my brows and say, what? <laughs> but actually using this makes a lot of sense to, you know, learn more about the people you're collaborating with, but also to make it a bit more relaxed in, in the work atmosphere, which yeah, is I, actually I helping collaboration a lot. I, I, I totally agree. Even for people from our age. Huh? So yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> how do I go about and, and enable teams for my tenant? How, uh, how do, I, how do yeah. I get started with this? All right. So th- this is one of the features that Microsoft has switched off by default for tenants so that's a new concept for them because mostly they just uh, hey here you have this new feature and if you don't want to use it you have to turn it off well in the case of teams it's switched off by default uh, but it's very easy to start using it because there's in your in your office 65 admin center you can go to your settings and enable teams from there and then it's enabled on a tenant level, and then you can just assign the licenses to the users that you want to allow to start using Teams. So it's, it's very easy. And I like the fact that they've switched this off by default for a change. Oh, wow. And, and that's it. You just enable yep. it and... That's wow. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then you can go to, uh, sorry, yeah, and then you can go to teams.microsoft.com. You just log in with your Office 365 credentials, and it works. Wow. That's nice. And I, I do like the fact that they kind of switch around saying, hey, we have this great new feature, but we know that you might not want to use it straight away. So 
will exactly. just allow you to start this up whenever you feel ready for it, rather yeah. than, hey, this is a new feature, you're going to use it. If yeah, you don't exactly. want to, you can exactly. disable it yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. that, that's new. Yeah. Uh, but that, yeah. that's really, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, so one, one more thing I would like to remark, uh, by the way. Teams only work on uh, private groups. So, and like I just mentioned, the, the Office 365 groups, that's the infrastructure lying underneath Teams. If you want to start using Teams in existing groups, make sure that these groups are of the private, uh, have a private setting instead of uh, opposed to the public setting. They need to be private groups, otherwise Teams won't work. You can still yep. create a new Office 365 group if you want to. You can create a new team. It will create a new group for you lying underneath. But if you want to start using it on existing groups, make sure that these groups are of the uh, private type. Okay. And, and how does that tie together with, for example, external users? Can you invite external users to Teams if it's a private group? or Not yet, but that is definitely something that Microsoft has already announced that is coming. We don't know timeline yeah. yet, but this is coming. Yeah. Okay, cool. I know that's a big, big ask and a big request yeah. from a lot of people too. Yeah. Whether it's groups or files or SharePoint team sites or in this case teams or whatever it is, there's always collaboration happening outside of your organization. Yeah, so of course. Of that course. makes a lot of sense that they started looking into that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So next thing is automation, integration, and that's a big thing today. A lot of different platforms offer some kind of integration and automation. And how can organizations kind of tailor Microsoft Teams to their yep. specific needs and have them better support those processes? Like, is there some way to connected services or how? What kind of integration scenarios does team offer? Great question, because I think this is also something that, that Microsoft has been as well thought out. There's two types of integration that they currently offer. Well, actually three types. And the first type is the easiest one. Within a team, you have the option to add tabs within your team. And these tabs can have different kinds of functionality. For example, you could add a Power BI report or a Power BI dashboard as a tab right in your Microsoft team. I think that's a cool integration feature. Right. The other two options are more from a development perspective. Uh, you can add bots and you can add connectors to your okay. teams as well. And to start with bots, a bot is a piece of software that can perform lightweight tasks. Maybe, for example, do some pro lightweight project management tool, change a task, assign a task to someone else, or and it can or it can answer questions, and it can do so based on natural language. So you can type in a question, and it will figure out what you mean with that question, and it will give you an answer or perform a lightweight task. And I think that's. Right. That's very cool. There's two bots that are included out of the box with Teams already. One is the help bot. So you can actually, in natural language, in your own language, you can ask a question, for, you can ask for help, and it will yeah. give you some help uh, context. And the other one is uh, there's uh, some kind of people finder bot uh, already available as well, where you can search for, uh, for people, just ask for some expertise or for a name, and it will come up with that person for you. And, and I like that very much. So yeah. cool. that's from a bot perspective. And the other one I mentioned is connectors. And connectors are not so much about performing tasks, but are more about getting signals or content from external systems right into your conversation. So when you're running a team, and maybe you are running a sales team and you're having conversations and whenever a new opportunity is created in CRM maybe, you want to have a signal right into 
your team because you want to have a conversation around that opportunity. And that's something you can do with a connector. So whenever something happens in an external system, get that conversation started, get that signal right into your team. Right. So kind of a webhook kind of thing, right? Exactly. It's it's exactly that. It's a webhook kind of thing. Exactly. And and so you can create your own webhooks to your own systems if you want to. But there's already, I think, more than 100 connectors available out of the box as well that you can hook up to. Uh, Zendesk to well CRM that I just mentioned, but also to Twitter, to Mailchimp if you want to use that for email marketing, etc. There's so many connectors available already. Yeah, right. So, so it's more maybe the challenge is not to develop connectors. Maybe the challenge is to configure the right connector if it's already there to yep. tie your organizational needs together, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cool. So I've heard about. Microsoft Teams, and I've heard a few things about something called persistent chat that I know you know something about as well. And what is that and how does that help the organization and what specifically differs Teams and persistent chat? I think that's something I mentioned for, for a little bit already in my introduction about what Teams is. For example, when you use Skype for Business and you use the online version, so the Office 365 version, whenever you start a chat and then you close your chat window, the chat is gone. You can still go to your conversation history folder in Outlook to look that conversation up, but the conversation itself is gone. Whenever you want to continue that conversation, you're not really able to. You just have to start a new conversation from a technical perspective. Now, what you can do with persistent chat, and that's something that Microsoft does offer for the Skype for Business platform, but only for the on-prem Skype for Business platform, is that whenever you close that chat window from Skype for Business, the chat still exists. And you could just on a later moment in the, uh, on that day or later in the week, you can fire up that chat again and continue that conversation, continue that chat. And that's what we call a persistent chat. But you still need to look up that chat and you have to fire up the right window in Skype for Business, etc. And now with Teams, all the conversations are already there right within your team. So it's kind of like right. persistent chat, but it's way more sophisticated and elaborate in features. Um, They're all there in one overview. I don't have to go start looking for that one particular persistent chat. No, they're just there and you can add all the files and all the the, the GIFs and and connectors and bots, all the things that we just discussed. So I think that's uh, that's where teams really differ from persistent chat in Skype for Business. And of course, it's online. It works when you're on Office 365, which uh, doesn't uh, work for persistent chat. Okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. And, and I like that fact that, you know, next time you log in, you can just pick it up wherever you left off with whoever you were collaborating with. Yeah. Um, yeah so exactly. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and yeah. that is a challenge with Skype for Business that yeah. the chat is gone, but sure, there's a copy in the email or you yeah. can always get the history somewhere, but then you have to remember who you talk to and when, things like that. But I really like this idea of just having that when you sign in next time. So yeah, it's, exactly. it's just I agree. right there. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I guess that's all of the questions I had about Microsoft Teams. Is there something else that you would like to to share about Microsoft Teams or no, I think we talked we've... a lot about different features here, so I'm yep. I'm happy with my questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm happy with the answers, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, yeah, I think the biggest challenge for most companies, if there's something that I would like to add, is is the fact when are you going to use Teams, right? It's another tool. 
in the the productivity stack of Microsoft. So whenever you start one, if you whenever you want to start using Teams in your organization, make sure that you have thought out the scenarios where you want to use Teams and what you want to use Teams for. What are you aiming for? What do you want to achieve when you start using Teams? I think that's something you need to be carefully think of. But when you do so, and when you have defined the scenarios that you want to use, yeah, Teams, I love it. It's a, it's a very nice product. All right, fantastic. So thank you for that insight. And thank you for joining me today in this episode of, of our podcast here. And yeah, I, I hope you want to come back sometime and, and do another. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, see you next time. Cheers. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. That concludes another episode, this time about Microsoft Teams with Martin Eccles. Thank you, Martin, and thank you everyone who joined. To find out more about Martin's experiences with Teams, check out his blog detailed in the show notes. 